This is episode 219 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today we're going to discuss why coming to terms with our body now is so important in the grieving process of our fantasy body. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and emotional eating expert, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food Method, and founder of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy corporate executive turned health expert with my own journey with weight, body image, and food, it's now my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently right now and unconditionally. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hello, sisters. Stephanie here, your host. Welcome back to the fifth segment of our weight loss series. Just a reminder to ground everyone with the intention of the weight loss series. It is not about weight loss, right? It's about understanding this period when we first come to intuitive eating, to body neutrality, that denial period that we go through, that kind of dream period where we think if we can only figure out why we eat or why we shame our body, perhaps if we come to peace, we're going to lose weight. And that's the intention of this series is to help you with that segment of your journey, that grieving period of your journey by exploring all those area that perhaps you're still hanging on to with this desire of intentionally losing weight. So it's about helping you with this back and forth period. And to help you do that, we've broke it down into different stages that I will call it when we go through this period of denial and grieving. And we started that in episode 212 with a colleague of mine, Aaron Flores, where we talked about this desire to lose weight. Where does it come from? Why we believe we have to lose weight, right? We've got to remember, for those of you who perhaps are past this phase of denial and grieving, most of us go through this phase like, but we have to lose weight, right? That was the title of the episode. And this desire being 100% normal. So Aaron helped us navigate through that. Then we went on to show 214 with Chris Sandel, where we talked about the science behind set point, or how our body controls our body weight, right? That's what's called the set point. And the fact that as of today, 2019, December the 3rd, there is no designated way that we can control externally how our body manages our body weight. And he was, Chris is a researcher, so he was very good at dissecting the science for you so you can satisfy that part of your brain. So 216 was the whole conundrum of BMI. And we talked to Alyssa Rumsey about what is wrong with the BMI and why weight and health isn't correlated. And then the last segment in part four, show 218, we went down the path of weight stigma and how the discrimination around body size is so ingrained in our society and the side effect that it has on us. 
And the most powerful part of weight stigma is not the stigma we get from others, but the stigma that we hold internally towards our own weight and our own body. And that's going to allow me to roll into this fifth part of the series, the weight loss series, in which we're going to talk about that grieving process that we have to go through with regards to our fantasy body. When I talk about fantasy body here, I'm talking about how diet culture presented us with this thin body ideal. Now, if anyone new to this podcast, I am French, and the H in thin is very difficult for me to pronounce. So you may have a few moments in the rest of the podcast where I'm going to mispronounce the word thin. I apologize in advance. But bottom line, this body fantasy is the thin ideal that diet culture is presenting to us. Now, what you have to be aware is this ideal body type that diet culture is telling us we need to achieve is common to many culture in today's society, but not everywhere. There's certain segment of the population on the planet Earth that do not adhere to this thin ideal. We just happen to be in North America or European country or even Australia where we adhere to this thin idol, but let it be known that you would be another culture and you would not be striving to be thin. You would perhaps be striving to be bigger because that's where the ideal body is on the scale of the body weight. So it's all relative to where you are. But diet culture where we are here here or modern world in those majority of country, we are taught very young that we should look a certain way. I remember playing a Barbie at the age of six and dreaming and fantasizing about how my body was going to look like that when I was going to get older. Assimilating this thin ideal is what marketing does, right? It pushes it deep down into your subconscious mind, whereby it becomes your norm. You don't even question it. That's why so many of us come to the world of intuitive eating or body neutrality at first. And like they're saying, what do you mean? I don't have to strive for weight loss. What is that? Nobody's ever talked to me about that up to now. That is to demonstrate to you how effective diet culture is at ingraining in our brain what our body should look like, which is in this case, this thin ideal. And that, for those of you who have listened to podcast 207, right, on my self-coaching podcast or how our brains function, that burying of this thin ideal in our subconscious mind is what creates our perspective in life, right? And that's what drives all of our thoughts, our emotion, our action. And that's why we chase weight loss without even thinking about that. And it starts very young, right? Six, seven years old when you play Barbie. And then when you become a teen, it gets reinforced by going on your first diet. And then without you realizing in your 20s, your entire life is set around chasing this body fantasy. Now, when you're chasing this body fantasy, you're not 
only chasing a body type, you're chasing your worth. Because the subconscious message that diet culture sends to us is that if we want to be worthy, we have to look like this. And that's why it is so powerful because human worth is kind of an essential ingredient to our human experience on this planet. If we feel unworthy, we're going to chase our worth. Like it's innate to the human to want to be worthy, right? We are worthy as we're born, and we are led to believe that we're not via diet culture and this thin ideal unless we achieve a certain weight. And then we fantasize about feeling worthy via this thinner body. With that fantasy body comes the fantasy life, right? That once I get this fantasy body, everything in my life will be perfect. I will feel worthy. I will have the perfect lover. I will have the perfect job. I will have the perfect house, the perfect everything. Whatever your values are, you will have it because you have this fantasy body. While you're chasing this, you're never in your present life. You're never in the now. You're not living your life today and you're never in your body. That's why the title of this podcast is about coming to term with our now body. Or I could have said coming to term with or grieving our thin ideal body. And that's part of going through intuitive eating and body neutrality is grieving that fantasy body, that fantasy life. Now, I have to say that going through this grieving process is probably one of the most difficult thing that you'll have to do. I know for me, I can only speak from my lived experience, it was one of the most difficult stages of my life. It was slow. It was painful. It was difficult to realize that I was fantasizing, to admit to myself that I was fantasizing about a body, about a life that I was going to have, and also to stop looking for this body to come to save me. I had to accept that no one is going to ride on their magical horse And this thin body will come to me to save me from the life I'm currently living. No one is going to magically make me feel better. No magical formula will come and repair everything that I think is wrong in my life. And no one is coming to protect me from my own self-destructive tendency, my own internalized weight stigma. I was going to have to do the work myself. I was going to have to accept myself and stop chasing weight loss so I can be in the now. I can be in the moment. And the only way for me to be in that moment was to accept my body, which meant grieving my thinner, fantasized body. Now, when I discovered this process, because it was never written to me, this is what you're going to have to do, Stephanie, right? And this is part of the reason of this podcast is to share with you the experience of 
opting out of diet culture, right? So I remember sitting in my office and in, in, in my clinic in Toronto and working with a client that just began the process of building what is now known the going to be on the food method and was with this woman that was working with one of my clients. And one of the, the pillar of being a healer, right, of helping other heal themselves is seeing your clients and your patient as your teacher, right? So if you ever work with someone else, when you come into their office and you expose your problem to them, and they're helping you with your problem, we often will learn from you. And I learned from this woman tremendously, because she looked at me, and as I was explaining to her, like how she needs to accept her body, and she looked at me straight in the eyes and says, so basically what you're saying is you need me to go through the same stages of grief that I went through with my mother's passing. And I, I was stunned. I, I, I didn't know what to say because I didn't even know there were stages of grief at that time. And that's what I want to talk to you about next. Because that grieving process of a lost one is the same process we need to get through when we are grieving this fantasy body or this thinner body. So a little bit of scientific fact here. What I'm going to share with you is those seven stages of grief that is recognized, and, and it's called the Kumbler-Russ grief cycle. And it's coming from a doctor in Switzerland who observed how her patient were actually dealing with terminal illness. And she, over the encounter of her patient, seeing her patient has her teacher, she observed those seven stages that I'm going to share with you here. And as she continued to work with patients, she realized that those same stages of grievance were applicable to any loss in a person's life. A loss that is very important. So for an example, these are the same stage of grieving for perhaps a divorce. Loss of abilities, right? Perhaps losing of a limb that prevents you from walking. You have to go through those stages of grievance. What I realized six years ago or five years ago as I was working with this client and I started to research grieving is that these are the exact same stages that we need to go through when we accept our body. So let's get through those, these seven stages, but also realize that the, this is not a linear experience. So for all my left brain people who are saying, okay, give me step one, two, three, four, five, six, the stages of grieving, anything in life is not linear. You can easily go back and forth, skip a step, come back to another step. So keep that in mind. But stage one is what um, is called the shock stages. This is, this is the, the stage where you are hearing the bad news. So this is the moment when you heard that diet didn't work. Or when you heard someone say that you perhaps will need to stay in this bigger body. That is a shock. I know for me, I remember the moment it happened. I was sitting in my office I was reading for the first time ever the Health at Every Size book from Dr. Linda Bacon, and I was in shock because all the evidence was there in my scientific brain 
I'm like, oh my God, this is my reality. And I was so mad that I literally shut down the book, threw it in the bottom of my desk drawer and moved on with my life. And then I moved on to the next stage, stage two, which is denial. Every one of us has gone through this. And perhaps you're still there. You're listening to this crazy podcast right now that somebody sent to you and you're thinking I'm crazy, right? This is the denial stage, right? And I'm laughing because I recognize it in all of you when you email me or when you message me on social media. I'm like, okay, they're in the denial stage and that's totally okay. I, le I leave it there. I plant the seed and then I know you're going to come back at some point. So denial is when you refuse to see it. Often, it will show up in isolation, right? You don't talk about this with anyone, right? In some cases, denial will mean going harder at dieting. I had a phase of that where I went harder than ever before at attempting to control my body, like super long fasting period, low, low, low calorie, higher level of ketosis, hardcore back in the days was keto. That was part of my denial stage. I knew it was a fact, but I refused to see it. If you're there right now, continue to listen to this podcast. Continue to educate yourself. Read and reread information or listen to the podcast to move you to the third stage, which is the anger stage. This is when you let out all the frustration of all those years. This is when people may go into activism. This is when you become angry, right? You could internalize this anger or you could externalize it. Perhaps you're, you're posting on your social media channel a lot of meme about the diet culture and you're angrily writing caption or you're being an activist or you internalize it and you express it against yourself. You're loading yourself like crazy, like how stupid could it have been? And it all depends on your personality type, but don't stay there. If you're there and you're stuck there, this is when you need to reach out because the stage, you have to go through it. But if you stay stuck there, it can be really damaging because living in a state of anger calls upon a lot of health issue in the future. But then if that's you, you reach out or you move on, you push yourself to move on to the next stage, which is the bargaining stage. This is where you get past your hunger, but you want to bargain. You're like, hmm, maybe if I learn intuitive eating, it's going to stop me from binging and I'm actually going to lose weight. This is all done in secret, right? For all of us, this bargaining stage, it's not done publicly. This is a conversation we have between me and me in my head. But it shows up to a very expertly trained eye like me. It shows up very evidently. And I see it all the time in the intuitive eating project where women want to learn intuitive eating. And then usually it happens to lesson three and four where like there's nowhere to escape. I keep telling them that dieting doesn't work and I keep seeing it and they keep seeing it in their practice of intuitive eating. And when I finally ask the question, is it possible that you're holding on to the desire or the possibility of losing weight? 
and then they say yes, that's when I know they're still in the bargaining stage. It's going to happen. If it's not happened yet, it will. Perhaps you're in it right now. If that's you, continue to educate yourself. Continue to seek coaching, seek feedback, seek somebody else to make you see your own behavior. Continue to listen to this podcast. And then the next stage, once the bargaining is over and like, it's really true, diet doesn't work and you may have to live in your now body. Typically, there's a state of depression that comes. That's the final realization of the inevitable. Often, it goes back to isolation for many of us because of shame. It's a state of deep sadness. For me, it showed up of being curled on my couch for a number of weeks, watching Netflix. I watched the entire series of The Little House on the Prairie like from beginning to end in this state of numbness, of sadness and depression. It can be a scary period. If that's where you are right now, my biggest advice is to seek help. Seek a friend, seek a coach, a therapist to help you move through it. You have to let yourself feel this state of sadness because it's part of it. You can't avoid it. And that's a trap sometimes some fall into. They want to skip over that. And I remember vividly for me, I knew I had to go through this and I knew I had to feel the sadness. And I remember telling myself, this is temporary and I have to feel this sadness. And then I would start crying, right? I let myself cry. I let myself numb myself until it actually moved because I didn't fight it. It actually moved through me. If you fight it, you resist it. That's when you get stuck and that's where you need some help. So seek out some help if that's where you are. The next stage is when you are testing, So you're out of this deep sadness. You're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you're like, okay, let's do this. And then you're starting to seek possibility. How am I going to do this? What do I need to know? Which book do I need to read? What do I need to do, right? If you've listened to podcast 155, the six stages of transformation, This is when you move from preparation to action. If you've not yet listened to this podcast, perhaps scroll right back to 155, listen to it because it's like, first you have to grieve your body, then you go into this transformation stage. So you're seeking resources, ways to help yourself and like, okay, I'm ready, let's do this. And that's when you move to the last stage, which is acceptance, when you find your way forward. This is when you're fully engaging yourself in healing yourself, your relationship to food, to your body, and you're actually taking action. You know it's not going to be easy, but you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You just need to get to work. And that's the stage of acceptance. As I said in the beginning, through those seven stages, it's not linear. I'm teaching it in a linear way, but it could be different for you. So be flexible with this teaching to apply it to you. But one thing I want to get out through this is if you're stuck, 
in one of those stages for like weeks and months, it is time for you to seek help. Help will come in the form of a coach like me, in a form of a therapist, in a form of a medical health professional that can get you unstuck out of this pattern where you are. But if I can give you one advice as you're navigating your way out of this desire for this fantasy body is the ability for you to feel the emotion that comes along with the grieving process, that it is despair, anger, sadness. You need to be able to feel those emotions to move on to the next step in the process. The transition out of diet culture into a non-diet way of life is not easy. What you are experiencing right now is 100% normal. Seek a community, seek advice, seek coaches to help you navigate through it. What we have to realize is we are at the beginning of this new world We are gradually, and over probably the next 20 or 30 years as a society, are starting to discard diet culture in a thin ideal to come back to where our worth as human is not on the body, but it's going to take time. You are pioneer. I want you to keep that in your mind. You are pioneering a way for all the other women to come to live liberated from thy culture. So stay in a community, stay in a supportive environment that can help you through this. And that's why I'm going to close with this. That's why I created the Undiet 2020 pledge. No matter when you're listening to this episode, the pledge will stay live on my website. And this pledge is about committing to this new way of life committing to not dieting anymore. So if you haven't yet signed your pledge and printed a copy for you to post in your home, go and do it now. I'm going to take a few minutes here to read the pledge so you can see what we're trying to achieve here with the Undiet 2020 pledge. I acknowledge and accept that diet do not work. With a 95% failure rate, With the most predictable outcome of weight gain, emotional distress, and disordered eating, I choose instead to go back to my roots and engage in intuitive eating. I will aim to be neutral with my body. I am worthy today as I am right now, unconditionally. The expression of my worth in the world isn't directed by my physical body, but instead by the quality of a person I am and how I choose to live my life. I will strive to cultivate a relationship of trust and respect with my body while listening and nurturing my body's innate wisdom. My health is not the outcome of my physical body weight, but how I care for myself through an empowering mindset, emotional wellness, joyful movement, and adequate nourishment. I pledge to Undiet 2020. My intention is to repeat this pledge every year as new women come into the going to beyond the food way of life. And it would be one of the stepping stones for you as you go through your healing journey. I hope it helps you. You can find it in the link in the show notes, the place where you can go and sign it, or you can go to stephaniedoze.com slash 
pledge. I hope this series on weight loss helped you move through this phase of becoming an intuitive eater and a body neutral person. I would love to hear from you. Please leave us a review on iTunes or on Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I love you, sister, and I look forward to hang out with you on the next episode.